Josh and Dana here. Um, today is I don't even know June something. June, it's my June twenty fourth. Is it still your June twenty third? Yep. Okay, and June twenty third um, was my last official day of school. But I was I was trying to figure out like because like on Instagram, I said oh last day of school, but it was like with the kids. But then I had to like yeah. do like three <laughs> random days with the teachers. So now I'm officially done. Like summer summer has begun. Summer has begun. And it's the end of your ten years teaching. Ten years teaching, which is like a like an actual legitimate number. Like if you're like, how long have you been doing that? Ten years. Like that's like a long time. I know. And you completed your first year of teaching abroad. I did. That went very quick. But also feels like I don't remember what it was like doing anything else. All right, so that's a good question. Well, here's where we're gonna start today's interview. I'm gonna be an interviewer, and you're gonna be the interviewee. I'm excited. Okay, so Josh, tell me, what was your very first day like teaching ten years ago? Ten what years do you ago. Remember from that. Okay, so when you're a teacher, this is what I, th- I think. And this could just be me. So I, when I was a teacher, how about that? Um, in college, there's a lot of theory, right? It's a lot of like, um, you know, how do I teach this to someone that doesn't understand? And what are like good strategies to use? But then you go and you actually teach when there's not like a mentor teacher. Because even like student teaching is not real. Because there's like the figure in the room that has established all the discipline and things. And then you get to just teach. But then, like, you go for the first year and you don't feel prepared because it's just you and children. And I, my first year, I taught sixth, seventh, eighth grade science. I was the only science teacher in the middle school. It was just me. And I didn't you have no a, one to bounce ideas or talk about stuff. No one to bounce ideas. I didn't have a curriculum. Um, the principal came up to me and was like, yeah, we don't really have like books or curriculum or anything. You can talk to Mr. D he's been teaching, but like he kind of did his thing. And I was like, okay. You know, um, the one advice that I got from the, one of the principals was, um, kids are like dogs. You just have to stare them in the face and show who the alpha is. Don't be seen is not the alpha. And I was like, that's it. That's what I get. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but to, it's, I didn't really answer your question. To answer your question, though, my first year of teaching was very hard. I was not the alpha. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. My behavior management system didn't, didn't exist. Um, I didn't know how to, how to teach, really. It was a crazy survival year, is my answer. I do came home like super heartbroken mm. because of the stories of these kids and it was this realization that like you can only do so much as a teacher and we wanted so badly to like invest in their lives and change some of these terrible situations and like you can't you just you do your small piece in their life and hope that that, that part matters enough to them to like change something down the road but I do remember you being so heartbroken about that and just like if I can't do this for the next, you know, 40 years, if it's going to be like this. And so, um, I remember that being hard, but I think you learned some really cool things that first year and like resilience. And like you said, your, your discipline style and how to handle situations you would have never known how to 
handle had you not gone gone through all that. Oh yeah, I feel like it was a definitely the the right move, the way to do it. Right. Um, also, that to your point, with that you feeling like I fe- I feel like I was feeling all the emotions and like trying to figure. out. I didn't sleep. Do you remember that? I couldn't sleep. I, I was like had like anxiety attacks. It was intense. Yeah. Um, I will say though, shout out to that school as much as you just kind of ripped on them just there about not being prepared. You stayed there for nine years and like we loved the school and loved the people and the principals and the, you had a couple different principals and different teachers and staff and everything and like it was a great school and a great learning environment to start out in for oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, that school was amazing. Is amazing. I see I still follow yeah. on Instagram, they seem to be doing great things. Um yeah, I just think it's like the the thing that they could work on. We can all work on things, right? I don't think they they like it's like a sink or swim for new teachers. Right. So they like throw you in and the the strong survive and the weak leave, which maybe is their tactic. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now that you've completed your 10th year, and also your first year abroad, um, we had talked about moving abroad and teaching abroad and didn't really know what it was all about. And now that you've completed your first year, like reflect back on that first year. What do you think? What are you glad you learned? What do you, I don't know, any emotions or thoughts around that first year teaching abroad? So I honestly probably could have taught at Greeley forever, right? I was content. I was doing lots of things. I feel like I was, I had become like a, an essential piece in that community. So I didn't need to leave. Um, but I'm glad I did. Isn't that, that's kind of a weird thing, right? Um, cause I didn't realize what else there was. Um, we always had conversations that if teaching was just teaching, it'd be the best job in the world. Um, cause it's not right. I mean, when, growing up doing all that for the past 10 years, it's like, you can't teach until you have really good classroom management. You can't teach unless your kids are like motivated because apathy was real. Uh, You can't teach unless like the kids feel like they're actually getting their like hierarchy of needs met. So it's like, if you're hungry, you're not going to learn. If you're, you know, dealing with things, you're not going to learn. Like, so there's like all of those things have to be in place before you actually can like teach and you try to teach through all of that because that's your job right so it's like it's this weird act that you have to do i got here and this is a weird awesome environment where teaching just can happen um yeah there's lots of factors i'm i'm sure but the the idea that like in terms of that like your time is prioritized to teach only which is amazing for you yeah yeah i mean so i taught eighth grade ela and one science but that's like an afterthought what what's ela uh english language arts so like reading and writing um so i taught eighth grade that this year and the one thing about teaching reading which you know is difficult is that most of the things that we have them do is write papers. And so when you're grading 60 papers, that takes a long time. And so if you're a teacher that just needs to get things done, you 
don't do that well. <laughs> um, but the priority of this school is like, we're going to give you time during your day, not even like you have to do this at home. We're going to give you time during your day to read papers, to collaborate with people, to co-grade with people. So there's going to be other people available to grade with you and have discussions about every single paper and make comments and things like this so that the kid becomes the best writer so that we can actually make sure that they're teaching. And that was what this year was. I mean, my co-teacher, my the ESL teacher uh, who was working with me, we like did that. We, we went through every paper. We had conversations. We figured out like, what, is, what are they not getting? What, the, what do we still need to teach? Did we do that 100% effective this year? Absolutely not. Um, but that'll be something that we get better at as we go because I'll be working with the, with him again and um, that's we've already started talking about how do we become better teachers which is a conversation that can happen because all we're focused in on is teaching that's awesome yeah and so now looking forward looking ahead to year 11 next year what are you excited about what are you not excited about what are you I mean just talk me through future and next year so I'm really excited um, so what I'm teaching, so the, so I've taught science in some capacity because I've taught a lot of random things, but I've taught science in, for the past 10 years, right? I started as the only science teacher, then I randomly did other things, but I always had at least one class of science. Even last year, I was a seventh grade science teacher. Um, but next year, I'm only teaching ELA, so write, reading and what? writing and reading. Um, so I'm teaching the eighth grade again. So that'll be cool because I get to like do that better. I'm also teaching one class of ninth grade. Um, the department head at my school explained to me, which I didn't get at the beginning, but now I get. Uh, he wants me to see where they're going. So teaching ninth grade next year is in preparation of like, you need to get them to be here and like, Teaching that, I'm going to understand that, like, okay, this is, like, what ninth grade is, what they need to get to. Because next year, or in two years, you know, the go- would be I would just teach eighth grade, and I know where they're going. Got it. So, because... Test it out and see what you need your kids to be at when they're done with the year. So, you do that for one year to learn it, and then the next, the following year, you go back to just teaching eighth grade. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And it's also just cause like the reality of the school right now in numbers. So, yeah. so that's kind of why, but also I jokingly said, they were like, Hey, what do you want to teach next year? And I was like, rock climbing, uh, Latin dance, uh, podcasting. And they're like, podcasting, we could do that. And I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm teaching a high school course on podcasting next year. Um, that's going to be kind of a value. Everybody's doing podcasting right now. And like, nobody taught anyone how to do them. And so like, it is actually a valuable skill. That's real life current day. Well, and realistically, what are we doing? We're teaching, um, you're going to most likely most podcasts are written. So we're going to do, we're going to do writing. We're going to do, um, conversation skills. So like actually like interviewing and things like, what does that actually look like? And then also, because we're going to do deep studies into all the different types of podcasts, because there's a lot of different types of podcasts. 
And so we're going to be listening, analyzing actual podcasts. We're going to be writing versions of all of these, and then they're going to be creating whichever one they find most helpful. So like, they're going to be creating a lot. So really, and I, I, I'm excited also, like, there's going to be little things that my artistic kids are going to be better at. So maybe we work together as teams. So like thumbnails or art for the, you know, for your podcast, uh, sound, like editing, all these things. So there's a lot to go in this that's very educational and really very much reading and writing. So I'm excited. Um, I'm going to screw this up, and sorry, Schultz, if you're listening. Um, he told me recently about a podcast that got turned into a Netflix series. So, like, there's even crossover into the film world from podcasting that your kids could kind of do back yeah. and forth. But, I think it's yeah, Dear Dear crazy. John, right? Oh, oh. Dirty John? I think it's Dirty John. Dear John? Yes. Dirty John. That, yeah. yeah. But I think that's so cool. This is very modern, very current day. This is what's happening in the world, and you can participate in that as a high school kid yeah well and i appreciate the school being like all right what what are teachers like really passionate in doing obviously i'm passionate in podcasting we're doing one right now um and take that passion and now create a curriculum around it like that's awesome and it provides cool opportunities for the kids so yeah yeah i mean you did a it wasn't a podcasting class but you used podcasting in chicago with your students and we even saw kids flourish there, kids who had never, like, been on the radio kind of concept. Like, they were like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole new avenue. And they got to share it with their parents and their friends. And, like, people were just so proud of them to, like, do this cool thing, which in reality, like, doesn't take that much technology, right? Right. Like, if you have a computer and a phone, you're good to go. Like, if the app is free online, Anchor and all that kind of So it's just like, man, like, this is more accessible than other things. Like... You can't be a basketball star if you don't know how to play basketball and can't get into the leagues and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is an avenue that you really could get into very easily. And so it's like opening doors for people, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and think about it. Like, a lot of teaching, you create things, but it's in a it's in a bubble. Like, nobody sees your things because it's like a piece of yeah. paper. And this can go out in the world and, like, anybody can listen to it. Like, that... that way of doing something and like presenting the information rarely exists in education. And so like yeah. one of the kids that you were talking about in my sixth grade class in Chicago, he's still making podcasts. Like I listened to Is them. Yeah. Like the kid that was making all the stories and had like the sound effects and stuff. He's still making yeah. podcasts. Oh, that's so, doesn't that just like warm your heart? Like you taught him that. I did. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't know that that existed. So I definitely opened up to that so much yeah well congratulations on finishing 10 years of teaching that's a big accomplishment it is weirdly yes yeah <laughs> it, yeah um this is a tangent but you know that's what this is all about so i taught a latin dance class the other day and they were like you're really good how long have you been doing this and i was like how long have i been doing this well i took it oh, as a freshman in college as a class and then my sophomore maybe not even sophomore year but we just might have been like second semester of freshman year started teaching with the teacher so i've been 14 years i've been doing that for 14 years how long have you been dating me and then you'll know how long you've been dancing 
That's true. 14 years. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy. But I was hanging out with a bunch of youngins, and they're like, oh, when I was in, like, I don't know, fourth grade. I was like, what? What's happening? Not you that. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't that, they weren't that young, but, um, yeah. I think you're getting bigger if that's possible. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say, I'm, I'm, this is, this is going to be like a, a super weird flex humble brag. Uh, I got more energy than all these youngins, so. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Concept today for our episode. Um, one thing that struck me is that I am 35 and I'm just about to embark on my inaugural year of teaching. Whoop. And if you definitely retire when you're 65, it really struck me today that I will have a 30 year teaching career on top of the career I've already had. Now, you will always have 10 years on me, totally got it, but I was like, wow, that is a long time and a whole new career you can have. So Anyone in middle age who's thinking, should I switch careers? Why not? You got years and years ahead of you. Like, try something new. It's totally open, you know? Well, and in true Dana fashion, you'll be better at it in about two years. So. (laughs) I mean, it's possible. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're going to do great. I'm excited for you to do this adventure. Cool. Well, that's our episode today. Uh, This is... Josh and Dana out. Out.